I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining me on this journey of healing, sovereignty, truth, beauty, and goodness. Today, I'm excited to bring a guest, Charles Clay. Uh, I got introduced to him through a mutual friend, and we both started in the Seattle area and have both migrated down to the great state of Texas, which I find out in this episode. This is a great story. He shares an incredible uh, story, his journey of healing, um, alignment, finding purpose, and now what he's doing to help people heal trauma. Um, It's just a beautiful soul, beautiful, uh, beautiful brother. And I'm excited to bring Charles Clay to the podcast. And let's just rock into it. So brother Charles Clay, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, and again, thanks Johnny L. Sasser for the introduction. He, every person he's ever introduced me to has been a beautiful brother. And so I'm, I'm glad to have you on and, and, uh, we share similar missions, brother, to help the world heal. And, um, I love everything, you know, just finding you during the introduction. I'm like, all right, this is a beautiful brother doing beautiful things. So thank you for joining absolutely it's an honor and a pleasure to be here brother and uh yeah props to johnny for making the connection so share i mean now that i know that you grew up close to where we just moved from and where i grew up from uh share your upbringing and what led you to this journey of of healing the world yeah man grew up in washington state uh loved it the great northwest it's gorgeous um always into nature hiking immersing in, uh, you know, cliff jumping to mountain biking. So that's kind of my background. And then uh, fast forward, graduated from Washington State University with my degree in kinesiology. I've always had a fascination for the greatest technology on the planet, these human bodies, these Mm. sensory that we call home for such a short time. And so I dove deep into that study and, um, and then graduated from college and went to live the beach life in San Diego and um, had a really good chapter there, became a trainer and health coach. And then uh, found myself taking on like 10 clients a day, ready to change the world through fitness and, you know, full throttle, drinking lots of coffee, uh, (laughs) the full, you know, the full Monty. And so my adrenals were getting a bit taxed and I had to make some changes. And so I basically, um, you know, made some adjustments and then um, went back to my old ways and was going out on the weekends, um, partying, sex, drugs and rock and roll over consuming. Mm. And that was all to uh, hide from some of the heavy emotions, grief, um, you know, places I didn't want to go within myself yet. And so Mm. I just kept these coping mechanisms going until I found myself on Mammoth Mountain one day, um, 2008, with two of my friends. And this day was crazy. There was a full-on blizzard 
snow coming from every which way. And we were at the top of the mountain and they had closed down the lift because it's so dangerous. And we're looking at each other like, man, you can barely see a tree, a blur of a tree five feet in front of you. But hey, we're up here. The lift's already closed down. There's one way down. Let's just charge and stay low and be ready for anything. And so we were having a blast. Mm. just snowboarding through this abyss and my friends were in front of me and about halfway down the mountain all of a sudden I went off a jump that I didn't know was there mm. and I found myself in midair felt like I just went off a cliff mm. and everything kind of slowed down I tensed up and freaked out and as soon as I hit it was this impact on my low back that felt like I just got hit with a lightning bolt mm. it was the worst physical pain I'd experienced mm. to date. And I yelled to my friends, hoping that they could hear me or, or help me. And they were already down and they couldn't hear through the muffled snow. And I looked at my phone, my phone's dead. Mm. And so here I am in this middle of this blizzard at 11 on a 10 scale of pain. Mm. And stuck need to figure out how to get down the mountain and so it's in those moments that you know we can channel our inner spartan warrior and yeah. i just took everything to pull my board off click my bindings off and sit on my board to mm. you know glide down as far as i could and then i would keel over and breathe into the pain for a while and eventually i made it all the way down the mountain um, and then i had to go see these doctors that shared the bad news with me you know they're showing me x-rays and mris of how jacked up my spine is and that i would need surgery asap or i might never move the same again wow. so for someone that's you know has so much appreciation for this body sensory suits man that was the worst news i could have gotten mm. and even in that fight or flight state i was able to access my intuition and take a different path i just knew that wasn't my path to go under the knife. And so this led me to a deep healing journey. And that started with, you know, I'm alone in my apartment at the time in San Diego and just melting and finally surrendering into the depths of some of these emotions that I had never gone to before and tried to avoid, uh, you know, fear of never, knowing if I'd move the same again, I could barely even crawl to the bathroom. I was in so much pain, shame from, I could barely even get up, let alone go to work and do something productive, you know? And so um, I just sat with myself and had a pool of tears. And um, from that came a lot of clarity. Um, I was able to then set an intention for receiving answers to healing this naturally. And I, I did a meditation with that intention. And literally during that meditation, a friend I hadn't talked to in over two years texted me and said, hey, I heard your back's in pretty bad shape. Check out neurokinetic therapy. And this is the work of David Weinstock and KT. And so this took me down a deep rabbit hole of discovering how to connect all the dots how everything's all interconnected and he's a genius in creating a system that helps us get answers from the body through muscle testing to discover the compensation patterns, um, where the root 
of pain is coming from physiologically. So um, I instantly reached out to him, got in touch with him, and he set me up with one of his top students in San Diego. And her name was Christina. She was amazing. Uh, I walked in to my first session of NKT with her looking like Shakira stuck in a mid-hip dance move. Like my hips were over to the left, upper bodies to the right. I, mm-hmm. I look like the hunchback. And, yeah. and that was representative. My body was showing how out of alignment I was with my purpose at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, hiding from these emotions, stuffing them with, you know, uh, sex, drugs, anything, just pleasure seeking yeah. and uh, alcohol over consuming on the weekends after a long week of trying to help people with their health and fitness during the week. So I was completely out of alignment at that, that stage in my life. And the universe gave me, you know, a little feather of, Hey, you're might want to make some changes and adjustments to come back into alignment with your purpose here. And, you know, didn't listen to that. Then it's like getting hit in the brick with a brick in the head from the universe of, Hey, something really needs to change here. And I would attempt to make some changes, but fell back into my old ways. And that's what led to, you know, the equivalent of getting hit by a Mack truck Mm. on that mountain that day, which cracked me open to a deep spiritual journey and understanding the power of and improving this relationship with my body and and the intelligence within each and every cell, Mm. the same energy that creates our hearts beating to, you know, that creates planets that's flowing to and through us um, is always giving us information. And so this first session was incredible because she got me on the table and I remember she was muscle testing different muscle groups and found out that my glutes weren't firing. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean my glutes aren't firing? You know, I try to push down with my foot and nothing was happening. Mm. And so I thought that was odd. She said, yep, all form, no function. And uh, she had a good sense of humor. Mm. So then she clenched my jaw and retested the glutes. And all of a sudden they were back online temporarily. So my body had just showed us that the neurological traffic jam was in the jaw, which, you know, is a emotional component, um, tend to carry anger, uh, resentment, even revenge type of energy can, can be a neurological traffic jam so that the signal can't get to the big guns to help stabilize the spine and, and move in alignment. So as soon as uh, we discovered that she's putting on these rubber gloves and she's like, I know we just met, but I'm going to have to go in your mouth. And I said, you're what, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, she released my jaw and wow. it was so painful but I could feel all of a sudden it opening up these wow. pathways and retested the glutes back online. We found a couple other compensation patterns that we corrected. Mm. I got off that table and felt 90% better in one session. Wow. I was blown away. I gave her a big hug. I said, this is my path. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to help people with this. And I'm um, get to get certified. And so I studied under David Weinstock, took all of his courses, became a neurokinetic therapist and um, pain relief specialist, and got to elevate my career for, as a trainer and health coach into the healing realm. And, you know, what used to be like, oh, your knee hurts today. Okay, we'll just avoid doing legs. And instead, it's like, well, let's see what's going on here. Oh, you're having uh, knee pain. 
needs associated with um, pride and ego. So where is that getting in the way of moving forward in your life? Mm. This is some of the metaphysics that I developed and learned later. And, and then I would, you know, test a couple muscle groups and find the root cause and show them a little tune up that they can do to help heal their knee like that. And then we're back in the game. So total game changer, uh, helped, I had the, the honor of helping a lot of people also have alternatives to going under the knife Mm. and giving their power to these doctors that, you know, are doing great job, I'm sure, but, um, just wasn't my path Mm -hmm. and it's incredible. Um, everything I've gained on that journey and then realizing the emotional component that's um, at the root of pain as well. And so it's like, we, we don't get to outrun these feelings. Um, they, they get to be felt and we're here for the full spectrum. So that really elevated my career and help allowed me to help a lot of people um, with that. And then since then I've developed a, inner peace process and some online freedom from pain group trainings that uh, have gotten to help a lot of people. And it's really been a blessing to get to do this work. Amazing. Amazing, brother. What a, what a journey. One of the things that standing out. So what was the, the trauma that you were carrying from childhood or what was the, what, how did those components yep. play into that physical healing for yourself? Great question. So it started early on this is what I had the pieces I got to put together when my parents got divorced. I was four. Mm. And this was a very vivid. One of my first memories mm. was my mom, the woman I loved the most mm-hmm. kneeling down in her leather jacket. I could still smell the leather. I remember the color lipstick she had on her lips. And she told me that they were getting divorced and that she was leaving. And for a four-year-old, I didn't understand that or why. And, and so I was just so heartbroken. And that began the classic abandonment wound. And, and so it wasn't until um, about six, seven months later that I finally got to visit my mom again. She had met a new boyfriend, wow. uh, this amazing cowboy in this little town called Preston. And this was a game changer because... I went through some dark ages, um, you know, kind of with that loss and getting to see her again and showing up in this new town. It was like a clean slate. And I, I'm a five-year-old at this time. And I really got to step into my imagination and Mm, my power as a five-year-old. And really, I remember walking across the street because I saw a kid over there with his, his black dog. And I asked him, what's your dog's name? He said, Rip. I said, what's your name? He said, Sean. And uh, I started petting his dog and we became best friends and still amazing friends to this day. And we literally started a biker gang in that town called the Scorpions. And epic, you know, we had a tree fort for our gang and, and it was just this really cool, vivid memories that I got to anchor in and in HD those those memories with my mom and she would take us to the beach every summer and the camper with playing Uno on the way there and getting to collect seashells and playing the waves so these memories I cherish because fast forward um, my mom suffered from depression and alcoholism and 
um, one day, I remember it was a Wednesday, she was feeling sick and I could tell I was getting ready for school. And I went and sat with her on the couch and she said, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling too well, but it's okay. Just go to school, do your thing. And I was like, mom, why don't I just stay home and take care of you? You know, I've pleaded this case and she insisted that I go to school. And so I went to school. She ended up drinking a lot that day. And later on, I'm with my brother. We get picked up by my dad in the car after baseball practice. And he shared the news with us that my mom had taken her own life mm. at, at age 10. And so it was like the worst possible feeling of just mm. felt like I was getting hit in the gut over and over again by a baseball bat. Mm. And for a 10 year old, you know, dealing with that kind of loss, I didn't know how to process that. I remember literally being at her funeral, sitting next to my brother mm. and trying not to cry mm. at my own mom's funeral because I'd picked up this belief from the older kids I was hanging out with that it's not cool to cry. You're a man. You got to be strong. Can't show weakness. You know, all these silly beliefs that we pick up right. condition that, man, it took years to peel away layers of that grief mm. because I held in those tears and it took me so long to find those tears again and get to process oh, that that clenched yeah. jaw right there right. totally good. yeah 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 and even even later on you know high school college a little bit after i had a relationship with cannabis started out pretty healthy and then definitely got overboard mm -hmm. and um that got out of balance and it wasn't until I realized and dove into Chinese medicine and realized, wow, lungs, here I am resorting to the smoking all the time mm. and lungs are associated with grief, mm. right? So yeah. I wasn't willing to feel the depth of that grief. So I was resorting to this coping mechanism. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this and um, smokers, you know, they're so by finally understanding that. I gave myself permission to actually go into it, mm. go into the grief and to finally allow myself to feel that. And layer by layer, I was able to release it. And, uh, and that's what helped me develop the inner peace process. Because, you know, fast forward, I meet my college sweetheart, you know, the girl of my dreams at the time. And we had the most incredible relationship and circumstances happened. Her dad cut her off from, you know, supporting her financially for college and she had to move to Portland. And so she didn't want to do the long distance thing. We ended up breaking up and my heart was broken. And then, you know, I kind of brushed it off and just moved on. And then fast forward, I turned 30 and meet the next love of my life at that time and met her on my birthday and we hit it off amazing passionate relationship and yet again she ended up leaving me mm. and so i was connecting the dots finally i was like wow how am i creating all this powerful it was like taking yeah. responsibility for how i was a part and playing in this and i recognized 
all the pieces where I was subconsciously pushing them away mm. with, with your actions, with, you know, different things to recreate right. this experience of loss, the story that I created that love always has to equal loss, mm. that I'm not worthy of keeping the woman I love around. And so this kept perpetuating until I was able to go to the source of it, get to love on that four-year-old through this inner peace process and check in with him, you know, and the first time I checked in with my four-year-old, he was like pissed. He had his arms crossed and he, he wanted like, he was pissed at me, yeah. you know, and, and rightfully so he'd felt abandoned. And so I just kept checking in on him with this process and little by little, he warmed up to me. We got to hug it out, share mm. some tears. And, um, and then we got, I got to shift and release, pull some of those weeds, subconscious beliefs that were created then and bring in a deeper truth. And, and in that process, connecting to my higher self, allowing those, that energy to metabolize in my system, um, I developed the inner peace process. And that, that process literally changed everything for me, allowed me to get super clear on what I wanted called in my queen and Brandilyn, who's just such an incredible goddess. She's mm. like everything I could have wished for and more. And we met and it was sparks flew. I mean, I picked her up from the airport the first time and we didn't even exchange words. We just started making out. Like, that's, how <laughs> that's how electric this was. Love it. And, and so, she, you know, fast forward, she, is um you know the mother of our beautiful child sophia it's been such a gift and we are pregnant with another one on the way another girl coming in uh two months so all these dreams yeah came true and that was this plot twist from the bay area living together to to move here to austin um it was a very intuitive move it was really interesting we felt i woke up one day and i said babe 18 years in California, live in the beach life. And I literally feel complete mm. with that chapter. I, I never thought I'd say that, but I feel like we're ready for something else. And I checked in with her. She felt the same way. And we knew that we couldn't wait around because there was something going to happen. It was this feeling of, Hey, is it going to be fires in the Bay? Is it going to be an earthquake? Mm. Something's going down. And we have the opportunity to follow our highest excitement right now and make some moves. And so, you know, we had Sophia in the, in the womb then too. So she's, you know, straight from source helping us navigate this as well. And so we just tuned into our highest excitement and it was Austin, Texas. Every time we'd come here, um, we loved it, loved the energy. Um, Texas was greener here than we even imagined. So boom, found the house. Uh, we were in Cabo celebrating my birthday and had our stuff moved here, bought a house, landed, and then boom, the pandemic hit. Mm. And that was the thing. And right. so we were, felt so blessed to be landed here in such an epic community and yeah. in such a beautiful space. And so, yeah, it's been uh, a lot of dreams have come true by doing this inner work and, and take developing this inner peace process. And it's been such a gift to get to share this with others because um, I get to witness as they guide themselves into healing these parts, the abandonment wound, 
um, unworthiness, all these silly beliefs that we create that are wrapped in the trapped and stuck emotions. They haven't been felt yet. And so through this process, it allows us to metabolize that, to bring in the truth and release these old negative subconscious beliefs that'll keep showing up in our experience. Mm. You know, we'll just keep getting poked and prodded and triggered until, until we go to the source of it and release it. And so um, this has been the easiest, most powerful way that I've found to do that. And so it's, um, that's my mission is to help get this medicine out to more people and, and remind people that you are your own greatest healer. That's right. You, you have an inner healer that, that, uh, know is all knowing and, and can allow, you know, anything that's even incurable, you know, that's just a belief and the body heals when we allow it. So right. yeah, it's been, um, it's been a great journey. Dude, tell me, um, you used the word medicine. I was going to ask you what, uh, how plant medicine has now played an integral part. Cause, and I want to qualify with last night I was, um, on a call, weekly call, hop on, uh, with a group of really powerful people that I've met through plant medicine. And we, we talk and high powered this person and very, some very high influential, powerful people in what the world system, you know, would look at. And we were all talking about how we address plant medicine. Like it's been a massive healer in my life growing up with, um, I, I would say I was a prolific stone thrower and a prolific people pleaser growing up. So uh, judgy and would do anything for approval. And, uh, and yet now I talk about plant medicine as, as just a daily thing because it takes away, I said the Bible religion is stripped away plant medicine, but plant medicine was the integral part of Moses's experience. Um, when we don't understand how plant medicine plays an integral role in people's lives, then it people feel lesser than, but it is played a role in your life has played a massive role in my life. So share that journey, brother, like how that space has helped you see more clearly and heal the inner child and all that. Incredibly. I mean, even, even I've always been called to nature just for this feeling of serenity and peace in general So I was always going on nature walks, camping, and just enjoyed being out in nature. And that's my church. Mm -hmm. And I was never like forced into any, you know, went to some Christianity um, youth groups and stuff. And I was the guy that was always asking questions like, what, what, like didn't quite make sense. A lot of the rules and stuff. So getting into nature, um, I just felt more of myself. And I felt like nature is always showing us the way it's always showing us the laws of this realm, you know? And so even with that relationship with grief, you know, these, whatever plant medicines I was intuitively called to, you know, as soon as I say yes to that, it's the journey's already begun. And, and so it's been a huge release of, of the veils and it's allowed me to see, you know, how my actions that I didn't recognize, even if I had good intentions, that that maybe had a different impact mm. than in my original intention and how, you know, karma, you know, where karma is action and everything has a reaction. And mm-hmm. so 
uh, recognizing these laws of this realm helped me understand myself so much more. Mm-hmm. And it helped me access um, more of these deep rooted emotions and layers of trapped emotions that I just hadn't been able to feel yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so it gave me permission to do that and a safe space for that. And yeah, so that in along with looking outside, you know, there's these beautiful trees in our yard and every fall they just let go of their leaves. These amazing leaves that they spent all season growing. Mm-hmm. They just let them drop knowing that they can grow deeper roots, taller branches, and even more beautiful leaves. Beautiful. And so humans, whoo, boy, we just love holding on to stuff, yeah. you know, like, no. And so this has actually allowed me to find some excitement and grief, mm. you know, because the more I can actually give myself permission to let go of and feel through and process the deeper understandings I have about myself. It's like a pot of gold, a self-discovery in the depths of all these heavy emotions. And it's allowing space for all your dreams, the amazing things that you want to come into your experience that can't come in until we let go of -hmm. some stuff and create space for it. And so this can be physically, spiritually, emotionally, all the things. So, you know, even the space in our closets that are packed with stuff, Mm. that's even leaving an imprint on our brain and taking up bandwidth, right? So every spring when we do spring cleaning, the more you can purge even physically and the more you can give yourself permission to release and heal and grief um, any feelings that haven't fully been processed it makes way for the same energy that creates planets to flow to and through us. And it is so exciting because it allows for mm. our heart's desires to come true, yeah. you know, cause then there's space for the universe to come and experience itself through us mm. and allow for more greatness to come into our experience. So that always fires me up and um, I love that. Yeah, deep reminder. Yeah. The cadence in nature, the release and receive that's, that's what this whole experience is about. A couple of things I want to share with you, just the incredible soul contract that I see with you and your mother. And she didn't have to tell you she was not feeling well that morning. You know, it could have just been cold Turkey and it's tragic. And I was on a, one of the journeys that I've been on, I saw, and I've shared this a couple of times. It feels incredibly profound that I was with God and I saw these conveyor belts, infinite amount, like as far as I wanted to look, there's conveyor belts. And I was looking down and the conveyor belts were bodies and it was the generational lines. And God said, which one do you want to jump in? And he showed everything that would happen because I believe the law of free will has never been broken pre the body in the body or after the body. So Mm -hmm. So this concept of the free will, God says to the soul, all right, soul, see that body. You can jump into that. And, and then you'll see the ripple effect. You'll see everything that has to happen. But the most incredible thing that I was shown was you get to see not only your generational line, but you get to see the ripple of all the lines because they're all one. And yep. so the stillborn child that jumps into the stillborn body, how the 
parents cry and grieve affects the nurse. The nurse then becomes 20 rows down, becomes one of the most prolific healers of family loss trauma, your mother and you. And, and this isn't to make light of this is, this is to say with the greatest honor, what a contract that you had, because all the souls, all the healing, all the, the, the cracking open of your consciousness really could not have happened right. or it didn't happen any other way. It happened that exact way to make you who you are and to look at this beautiful soul with such clarity and calmness to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And it definitely resonates with me and <clears throat> making peace with that, the death of my mom and the fact that she took her own life mm -hmm. to so many years and releasing so many layers of grief, but, but getting to that space, uh, you know, where I appreciate the 10 years that I had with her, these vivid memories in that little town of Preston that, and, and, and going, I know Preston, by the way, yeah. that walk a it, little yeah. restaurants across the river there and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yep. so those vivid memories that I got to record and cherish forever with my mom uh, are priceless. And, some people don't ever get to experience their mom. You know, some people don't get to um, have time with their dads. And so I feel immense gratitude. And then recently, um, another healing session, I always follow my intuition, mm -hmm. brings me to certain people and, and medicines and so mm -hmm. forth. And I just know when I get the hit and I got the hit with this um, gal here in Austin, and she has some amazing gifts. She's able to channel and communicate mm -hmm. with spirits. Mm -hmm. And she was able, she, I mean, I walked in and she said, wow, you have a lot of guides here. <laughs> you have a lot of people that have a lot to share with you wow. in this session. And so I just laid back and received mm -hmm. and my mom came through and the woman even said, hey, your mom's taken over now. And she's going to lead the rest of the session. And she said, you're ready to hear this now, Charles. And what she told me was that the reason she took her own life was because she was in such a dark place in the human experience that she knew she couldn't help my brother and I in the way that she wanted to and that she would miss out on so much of our lives mm. if she kept trying to go down that path in her human experience. So she took her own life so that she could not miss out on any of it and be with us all the time and help us from the other side, from spirit. Man, yeah. just yeah. beautiful tears of like, just, man, I had already made peace, but this was like mm. such medicine to my soul to hear and connect with her in that way mm. and understand her why fully. And, and it was just, what a beautiful love story, you know? And so she's become an incredible guide um, as well as my father. And, you know, I sit, I sit here the other day and I have my hand on my queen's belly. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling our beautiful baby, this miracle of life that's just on the other side of this small little veil. It's like a little, you know, tiny skin 
separating her experience from ours. And yet we can experience each other so deeply. She can feel the vibrations of us, vice versa. And she can hear our voice and experience us through this veil. And I realized, you know, this little veil, this experience of one another is exactly the same as this realm that we're in mm -hmm. and this small veil between our ancestors, mm -hmm. our guides, our fallen forefathers and mothers that are still with us, still can experience us yes. and vice versa um, through this tiny veil. And that's really what plant medicines, especially ayahuasca, wachuma, yeah. uh, and, and even um, the toad medicine have really helped show me that, you know, there's just so much more uh, that we can experience than the, than the mind knows how to put words on. Mm -hmm. There's so much more here. We're just on the forefront of ever expanding as souls, you know, here to, to take this journey of driving, dropping in somewhere, going from stars, energy to human form in this, you know, thick, dense realm of contrast. Yes. Where duality where we experience light and dark yeah. and the you know what it's like to feel good and bad and you know evil and good and that realm it's like to be here right now experiencing that is the highest learning that that i know of because we're on the forefront of expansion of consciousness here in this these human bodies because where we come from <laughs> you don't experience that 3d debris you don't there isn't the you know the the depths of pain and and all these things that that i've experienced with these medicines and so it's it's beautiful to understand that and and then get to embody this and and share as many gifts as possible and all the messages on our hearts yeah and that's why my biggest fear in this human experience is deathbed regrets Mm -hmm. you know like choosing the consumption patterns of mm -hmm. um you know over consuming instead of dropping into creator consciousness and sharing all the ways the initiations i've been through how i can help others on this journey and watch as they unravel deeper discovery of themselves and watch as their dreams come true by taking this inner peace process and honoring anything that's in the way of our natural state of inner peace mm -hmm. and really um, you know, learning from that and discovering the lessons and blessings through even the deepest pain. Mm. So I just feel really grateful for all of it. Mm. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. I'm going to let this puppy out real quick. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, what a, what a journey, man. What a journey. I, um, I'm proud of you for being a father especially in this, um, I just proud of you for being a father and stepping into that. That is the highest calling to bless that <laughs> next generation. So I just honor you and acknowledge you for that. And the way you're speaking about your new baby, that's about to enter this world yeah. is such a beautiful thing and true. And these children. So we just had our fourth three and a half months ago down here. We moved down here to have <laughs> the baby in, uh, in a land of freedom and uh mm -hmm. and all three our oldest three were born at overlake where you were born and uh so to be 
in this time to bring these new souls into this realm. They really are the purest souls. They are the purest lights. They are pure light. And um, yeah, I just want to acknowledge you that what you're doing, you're being blessed for it, the work you're doing, but also you're blessing others through yourself. And so, yeah, brother, I just want to bless you for that and acknowledge you for that. I fully, I fully receive that. And you know, with four children, that is just the highest honor to get to get to care for these souls in human form. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit. The, my daughter is one of my greatest teachers. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is one of my greatest inspirations because it's like, she every time I'm feeling triggered, every time I'm feeling some uncomfortable feelings, every time I'm feeling some 3D debris, I can choose coping mechanisms of the mind. Mind's like, go to the fridge, stuff it, hurry, get on Instagram, find some dopamine. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know, do another journey. It's anything mm-hmm. to get away from this. Mm-hmm. Or I can pull out my journal, drop into meditation and take this through the inner peace process, heal it from the source for myself. And that's one less generational program, you know, brainwash conditioning, um, you know, generational wounds that needs to be, that doesn't carry forth with my daughter and my children and future generations. And so that is the power that we have. And that's why I believe you know, everybody that has these huge ambitions to go change the world and do all these amazing things. That's awesome. I love that inspiration. And the greatest thing that you can do for the planet, for your loved ones is heal yourself. That's it. That's it. That's it. it. And and you know, with these, these souls coming in now and you, wow. I mean, I'm so fascinated by that experience of moving from energy Mm-hmm. into this human experience, signing up for that and, yeah. and deciding that somewhere in that journey, you know, as our heart starts beating as this little fetus in the womb, yeah. that we decide and make an agreement that we're going to forget mm-hmm. so much in order to remember again. Yeah. And this is how we get to learn so much about ourselves. And I feel like the souls that are coming in now are choosing to forget less. Yeah. Agreed. My oldest daughter, just along that line, she is a deep, deep, old, old soul. Mm-hmm. She told my, and my wife's like, I always feel like she's my mother, not her mother in physical sure. form, but in, and, and uh, anyway, they have an incredible relationship, soul contract. And our oldest daughter woke up one day and she's like, mom, I had a dream that I was your mother at one time. And Lauren's mm-hmm. like, I was like, yeah, she, she probably was yeah. probably yeah. was. It's amazing what's happening. Um, man, I'm so I'm good job. If you don't care from <laughs> anyone else, I really mean that good job. Good job. I think, you know, I say the purest form of accountability is saying the pain stops with me mm-hmm. and just being the you know, using a Texas analogy, like Colonel Travis drawing the sword in the sand and saying, anyone can leave, you know, but if you want to stay across the line and that line is the purest form of us doing the integrated healing and saying, going within and saying, what 
in me is still remain, what doors shut, what memory is, I don't want to look at, um, because we're here to break the, a true, this, I, I come from a very heavy religious background. The irony of the word Christian, uh, Christ means Messiah, Christos, Mashiach, Mashiach. Then I always ask Christians like, well, what does Messiah mean? And they're like, uh, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. So great conversation that leads into, but Messiah means the anointed one to bring freedom. Mm-hmm. So a real Christian is a soul liberator. And it's actually an inverted truth right now of like the religious world taking this concept of soul liberation, which it really ensnares and entraps so many. I'm not, you know, there's obviously exceptions to that, but as a whole, there's this snare to the soul and you, what you are doing, I don't want need to use this term, but I mean, you're a soul liberator. I'm a soul liberator. There's soul liberators all over the planet and every creed and every tongue and every blonde hair, blue eye, brown hair, brown eye, like black skin. doesn't matter. It's so beautiful. It is mm-hmm. the beauty of humanity rising in consciousness right now and saying the pain stops with me. Yep. Bro. It's such a beautiful thing. And I just love hearing your story, man. I really yeah. do. And you know, pain means something different to me now mm-hmm. than it did before I was on that mountain yeah. in 2008. Pain has been such a great teacher, you know, and the level of intensity of pain is like the, how important it is for something to change in your life, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's been this amazing teacher and recognizing, wow, pain is energy and energy is information. And so it's an opportunity to improve the relationship with our bodies. Cause I remember a time when I was like, so pissed and I would yell at my back. I was so angry because my low back was so painful and I was just sick of it, frustrated. And those were the emotions that were in the way that I, you know, and so talking to my body that way, it was like Charles 1.0 and looking at that level of consciousness I was at to now understanding pain is a check engine light, just like in your car. If you're, you know, driving with your check engine light on, it doesn't take too long before we're like, Hey, I better pull this over because this signal is trying to prevent us from a major breakdown. Yeah. It's happening for us. And so when we can step out of victim mode mm-hmm. of why is this happening to me, which mm-hmm. prolongs suffering as long as you want yes. to how is this happening for me and through me? Yes. And then we can begin to see and, and start some self inquiry of like, wow, how's this happening for me? Mm. What is this? pain, energy, information, trying to share with me from my body and what needs to change. Mm. So this level of self-inquiry as we ask higher quality questions, then answers will begin revealing themselves for us. And then it's like, then, then it's on the other end of that, we gain all these lessons and blessings and deeper understanding of ourselves. And we realize, wow, that was all happening for me. You know, so even those that are in incredible, intense pain, my heart goes out to you and you are your own greatest healer. There are important messages. Your body's giving you something in your life gets to change Mm -hmm. so that you can come on to that path of purpose again and get to share your gifts, your talents, your passions, and all the medicine that you bring to the world. And that is so important that 
that, you know, we have the opportunity to take a step in that path in every moment. Mm. And so one choice can change the trajectory of your entire life and, and avoid those, you know, there's no need for the deathbed regrets when we're in creator consciousness, just being it, embodying, you know, the soul liberation mm, in right. the human right. form. And, yes. you know, as we walk, we just show up as that. And then yes. it invites others to do the same. Yes. And so that's why I love when I see mm. my friends are so such an epic tribe of superheroes here. Mm. I'm like, dude, they have the coolest homes, the coolest, blah, 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 like always showing me the next level in the game. Mm. Our friends took us on uh, a trip to the British Virgin Islands on their incredible catamaran wow. a year ago. And I'm just looking around going, thank you, Colin and Christy, for reminding me what's possible. Mm. Reminding me what's possible. And I want to share a little bit more about this incredible power couple because they inspire me so much. Colin and Christy, they might know them because they won the amazing race. Oh, yeah. This, okay. This yeah. is how, how amazing they are. And not only did they win it once, but they won it. They invited them back on again for like the championship. Mm. And they won the show twice. Wow. And Colin didn't want to pay this huge amount of lump sum winnings to, um, you know, all of it to the IRS. So he figured out a way to, he manifested what it feels like to allow for that money to go to something great. Mm. And boom, the, he attuned to the feeling of it. Next thing you know, this catamaran opportunity shows up and that becomes their new business that they get to write expenses off through and they charter all these incredible people and offer these incredible, you know, experiences for friends, for people to take this boat out, have the most amazing experiences. And he is super, he, his soul is in human form as an inner child activator hmm. comes out with the coolest toys. He was involved in the first drone. He was a big part of the, um, electric foil boards, which is wow. my favorite toy. And he's now created gel blasters, which is, if you haven't tried gel blasters yet, no. coolest backyard game ever. It's like paintballing without the pain and the mess. <laughs> and, uh, you know, nerf, you know, guns without losing all the nerf things. And it's uh, biodegradable ammo that are these gel um, little things that they shoot like machine gun style pretty much. Cool. And it is so fun. It's such an inner child activator. Wow. So just give uh, so much appreciation to friends like this that are reminding us what's yeah. possible. Yes, yes. And yeah. so every time it's like, yes, 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 yes. Thank you for the inspiration. And it, it helps us rise together. And the opposite of that is like, you know, when we feel the comparison and the dark shadow side of that, which is like jealousy, envy, Boy, that's like when you get the scenario of the crabs in the pot. Yeah. You know, and all the crabs in a pot, one of them's finally about to get out and free. And they're all just grabbing him by their claws and pulling them back down. They're like, no, misery loves company. Stay here. <laughs> right, right. You know? And so that's all a choice. Mm. That's all a choice. We can see the greatness in others and, and use that as inspiration. And I, I call it um, admire, acquire, and use to inspire. And so I always 
turn my reticular activation mm. on to seeing the most amazing gifts, talents, passions, and, and medicine that people bring into the world. So that's one of my gifts and everybody can do this um, when you set the intention for it and you begin to see the magic in other people and it invites them to step into that and share it more. And then when that inspires you, you can acquire that, make it yours, yes. your version of that, you know, like um, his inspiration, he inspires me to create more fun things that activate people's inner child. And so mm -hmm. that's why he reminds me that healing can even be fun. And, it, and for me, if it's not fun, it's not sustainable. And so I always have a fun way of incorporating and infusing my vacation vibration in any situation, even at the DMV, <laughs> you know, the closest place to hell. I, I yeah. go in there and start a party, <laughs> you know? If we find ourselves in hell together, we're going to find a way to have fun there, <laughs> right. on our way through, you know, and, and uh, spread some smiles for miles while we're there. And so, um, and acquiring that and then using it to inspire others. And that, that's such a gift. Dude, I love it. Brother, I'm so glad to have you on. I can't wait to meet you in person and give you a huge hug for your beautiful gift and we'll have to we'll have to uh catch up on our favorite hiking spots and camping spots in washington state here soon absolutely uh, real quick is as we wrap here just how people can find you um support you and and engage and hopefully sign up for this healing process that you take people through yeah absolutely check out uh charlesclay.coach that's my website all the offering services there there's even a free gift for everyone there um, is, you know, pop up, you'll, you'll have the opportunity to, uh, sign up for subscribe to newsletters. I only give high quality, high value newsletters. So, um, and they're, you know, every so often, not like bombarded every day and you'll receive an alignment activation. And this is a guided alignment activation you can use for good morning ritual. You can use anytime you're feeling in a funk or just out of alignment. Mm. This movement, breathwork, and meditation will help you come back into dropping from the headspace into your heart, feeling full sovereign chi so that you can fill yourself up with your own, your own life force energy and then share more of your gifts. And so I love getting to gift that to people so they can experience it for themselves, see what's possible with that. And then I uh, have the laser focus method up right now, which is an online training that helps you step into creator consciousness and helps release addictive behaviors mm. because as soon as you choose hey these are the gifts i'm here to share gaining clarity on that through this process and then working smarter than harder mm. to share more of those gifts ideas and messages with the world you're on the path to fulfillment and then as a side effect oftentimes you receive a lot of money and income that wants to flow in because mm. of that so the inner peace um, sorry, the laser focus method is, um, it's only 222. And then those that want to dive deeper and release any generational wounds, uh, subconscious beliefs, they just feel stuck, know that they're, you know, in a transition where they could use some support. I encourage you to reach out to anybody that you feel intuitively called to, because I, I stayed stuck in that initiation for too long. Mm -hmm. I learned the hard way you know, we're not meant to do this alone. We're here to support one another. So when you feel that intuitive hit, 
reach out. You can find me on Instagram, uh, charlesclay.coach. I'm, I love connecting there. So shoot me a DM with inner peace process or laser focus method. And I'm happy to hook you guys up and um, just for being a listener on the show and, and uh, you know, following Lucas's amazing message and such a great tribe. I'm always stoked to connect. So yeah. don't hesitate to reach out. Love it, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Brother, thank you for coming on and uh, let's do, let's do some more stuff. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. You. More co-creations to come and uh, sending lots of love That's to everybody. Right. From the Lone Star State. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Brother Charles, thanks for joining everyone. Thank you for joining. If you like this episode, if you're just now finding me on YouTube or any of the podcast platforms, make sure you subscribe, hit the like button add a comment, ask a question. If you have a question for Charles, I'll make sure it gets passed over to him. And uh, if you're looking to follow him or I, you can find us on Instagram. You can go to our websites um, and start the conversation, begin your journey of healing, begin your own journey of your own sovereign inner peace, because this is the time brothers and sisters, we're at the precipice of massive change on both sides of the spectrum. So if you're not doing the inner work and working on your spiritual practice and really being grounded and healing, you might have a tough road ahead. So do it, do the work and you're not alone. That is such an incredible message. You are not alone in your journey. So reach out. And if you need support, ask everyone, I am Lucas Mack. This is the golden rule revolution. Thank you for joining. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.